0: Good evening and welcome along to NUFC Matters It's Tuesday night, it's match night And uh, as always I'm joined by Liam Kennedy From the Shields Gazette, good evening Liam
1: Evening, how's it going?
0: Yeah, good mate, good to see you, ready for our match day live, so if anybody uh, can be bothered with uh, sitting through some ramblings, uh, me, Nathan and uh, and a few other the uh, chaps who join us, we are back on uh, air at five past seven tonight, we are going to be covering the game and uh, begrudgingly, me and Nathan have both paid the £10 uh, to the Carabao Cup. Which, uh, to be honest, is is, is is I think is daylight robbery. Carabao Cup live. You go onto the website, you get the option of buying a pass for tonight's game, and it's ten pound. Ten pound. And you know, really, with the way FA Cup game and League Cup games go at St James's Park, that's the kind of price that you you know. It's probably a five or short of what would be paying to go to the game, Liam. It's extortionate, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it certainly is. It's 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 an incredible amount. And I can imagine because everybody's kind of getting into a habit now of watching every single game. For example, if this was at St James's Park and it was a regular season, you might get quite a small crowd there because people generally don't always go to the Cup games, not especially the early ones anyway. But everybody's kind of in this habit now of watching and casting it on TV because of the situation that we're in. So I reckon they'll make a pretty penny off that tonight, charging £10 each. Because I don't know how many people who aren't going to pay it tonight and watch it. Although, obviously, people might uh, whip the BOQ boxes out and see if they can get it through there. But we'll wait and see.
0: People will be skirting the internet, looking for links, etc., before they pay the tenner, no doubt. But they will probably get a late surge. And, and I think if they had done some kind of offer for football fans and said, look, you know, um, it's a tenner for the competition, then I think, you know, they would have had a huge uptake and probably would have made made a fortune. But to go a tenner for all them games, and I mean, just, just looking down, I mean, there's, hold on, let's just wait while, while we're on air. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight... There's eight games that are, that are all up for grabs tonight. So I mean that's a fortune Carabao make, and I just think I just think it leaves another nasty taste in the mouth for football fans. And it, it's you know it's just it is just taking the proverbial out of them. So uh, shame on you Carabao. But um, yeah, I mean we've got no no you know we you know no option but put to pay it. And if you want to watch the game, so uh, as I say, anybody who wants to tune in, uh, Liam will be dropping in and out of the game. He's got obviously work to do with the Shields Gazette. But uh, just a quick reminder again, five by seven we're going live. We'll have the team news at half past six, of course, with Liam. Uh, But we will uh, be going live tonight and... uh Obviously, just giving our views and comments on the game, and obviously you can chat and give us your views as it happens if you're watching it and you've paid the tenner. Um, on to other things, Liam, uh, Dan Milton Start off with something I was going to ask you about anyway. Do you think the Premier League were expecting Ashley to take legal action now? Obviously, since last week we went on a, another roller coaster ride with a takeover. We were expecting, you know, great things. Expecting the takeover to go, go through. I think last week when we were on, it was all doom and gloom. You know, even I had given in and just said, you know, look, it's 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 For me, it's all over now. But, um, you know, then suddenly we had this outburst from Ashley. We had uh, the response from the Premier League. Uh, And now we've got Ashley Park and his tanks on the lawn at the Premier League and threatening legal action. And not just any old legal action. He's got the top barristers involved. And reading little snippets that are coming out today, and you know, from from various sources, it seems like Newcastle United have got an excellent case uh, to complain and to not only get the compensation, but to get the deal through.
1: That's that's the thing that um, people ask. The question people asked initially when we realised um, Blackstone Chambers put that uh, release out yesterday, uh, putting the QCs names out there. I think everyone was kind of wondering: is this is this a compensation thing? Should we get excited about this? Is it something that, or, or is it effectively just to to make up for uh, losses that Mike actually feels that he's that he's had, um, or is it even, as some have suggested, just to get answers out there? But. That makes no sense. Absolutely no sense at all. Why would Mike Ashley spend his own money, despite having already pocketed some money from the consortium as a, as a non-refundable deposit? Why would he just want answers? I think he wants a lot more than that. I think it's quite clear. Um, he wants he wants this takeover. It's been clear throughout. We've we've both uh, been on the record uh, quite early in this process, um, talking about Mike Ashley's want and his um, his need to get this takeover done, and the fact that he's had legal teams uh, ready. To press the button on this, um, ready to go nuclear. He's had this for quite some time. It's not a case of he's just decided when he's ranted off last week. Suddenly say, right, well, I'm going to get the best QC's in the country involved in this uh, in this owners and directors test um, examination. He's had this ready for a long time, and I, and I do believe, I do believe he's he's not only threatening. I do believe that he will follow through with some kind of legal action. Of course, the caveat of all of this is legal action is time consuming and legal action is very very expensive especially when you're talking this kind of legal action with these kind of qcs specialists in their game um, it's not a cheap process and it will take time so i would imagine that um the premier league mike ashley the consortium everybody if they could would want to avoid legal action um because this isn't what anybody wants surely there has to be some kind of uh, compromise made um, in this process and um, demands have to be loosened um, and if they're not I do believe we will go to court and I think when things when I say when if things do go to court I think there'll be a lot of home truths and there'll be a lot of people not wanting certain things to be said in the public domain which will eventually come out.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be fascinating and um, yeah, it's quite, uh, you, you know, court cases obviously are, are something which we're all paying a lot of attention of. Amanda Stavely, of course, currently are battling uh, with Barclays and uh, that, that draws to its conclusion uh, sometime next month. Obviously, another court case that's going on today, uh, the corruption case um, between Valky and, and, and the bean bloke, as Paul Shank says. But yeah, there has been some fascinating little uh, sides coming out of that case, hasn't there?
1: Yeah, it just adds another layer on top of what has been an absolutely remarkable sequence of events. Um, I, think, I think it's quite obvious to anybody with half a brain out there that something wasn't right with that World Cup bid. Um, things aren't right uh, with certain things that Qatar have done over the years, and I think we're probably going to find that out um, in court. Um, PSG have had their problems, um, Qatar have had their own problems. Um, and there's been people high up in FIFA, high up in UEFA, have also had their problems with these kind of things. So I genuinely think um, I don't know if that has any bearing. Somebody asked me that question today on Twitter. They said, "Does this? Do the results of this have any kind of bearing on, on?" Um, on Newcastle United takeover and I don't really believe they do but it's certainly not a good look is it um, with the connections that these guys have and that's that's as close as far as it's probably going to get with those kind of things but everybody's eyes are all on on um anything that could be remotely related to the Newcastle United takeover and, and rightly so um there's a lot of people out there and this is one thing that sticks in my throat Steve I'm going to get it out there on this show so there's a lot of people out there say I'm sick of this ah oh, I can't believe I I don't want to hear about this anymore I get that right but do you want this takeover? Yes. And do you actually want to hear about this takeover? You might say no, but the answer is yes. The figures, that if I write a story about the Newcastle takeover, and that's not why I do it, by the way, I do this to get the best information. Any information I've got, I want to give to you in any way, shape or form that I can, whether it's on here, Twitter or via a story. The figures that we get back is people are reading the stories and they're reading them in their thousands and ten, tens of thousands of these stories. Um, so we've got, you obviously want to read about it So stop saying you don't want to read about it because it it, it is out there. And if you want this information, you guys are going to it. So I'll keep writing stories as long as I keep getting information. I'm not going to be somebody who clamps up on the subject because ultimately, although I might sometimes say, oh, not again, it's interesting. It's massive. It's bigger. It's bigger than the league cup. It's bigger than uh, an injury. It's bigger than Steve Bruce saying, Arnie Carroll's the best thing since sliced bread. This is, this is the future. This is about generations of our football clubs fans who have not seen anything. But Mike, actually, this is about generations to come who we want to um, want Newcastle United to be up there fighting. And this is about generations gone by who feel like their last chance of seeing Newcastle United successful is gone. So I think I think the takeover is, is very relevant, and I'm going to keep talking about it while you guys keep reading it.
0: I wish some other journalists would shut up, mate, but uh, that's uh, that's that's for another discussion. Ross Alexander and Tom Dixon both asking similar questions. Uh, wanting to know if there's any more movement on transfer signings, you know, whether there's any loan deals coming in, any more outgoings. And uh, Ross obviously wants to know if there's any truth in the Tudor Sport article about talks between us and Milik. Look, I think that's something that
1: the interest uh, dates back quite a long time. Um to milik he's somebody that the scouting team have got like quite a, a habit of scouting players then returning back to the same players they, they do do the due diligence on on footballers um so it wouldn't surprise us if he's a name he's not a name that i'd be had suggested to me that was on the transfer list this summer but it wouldn't surprise me if he was because he's been on that transfer list on that that watch list for quite some time um is he a player that I think will turn up in Newcastle United? Well, I'm gonna put on record here, I'd be very, very surprised. Um they, they do want uh quite a bit of money, probably around sort of 15 to 20 million. Do I believe Newcastle United would shell out that kind on another striker in this window? Um, I'd be very surprised. Um, unless we see a uh, significant takeover movement. I think Newcastle United this window will primarily now be looking in the um the loan market, and I think any movement on that front will probably come towards the end of the window. Centre-half is one that they're, they're really keen to, to get through the door, having let Florian Lejeune go, and uh, uh, Fabian Shaw, effectively, I don't like to use this, but transfer this, he's not transfer this, but effectively they would they would let him go if somebody was willing to put money down for him. Um, so I think there is a, a want to strengthen in that department, and um, it might come as a surprise, it might not, but a second striker is also something um, that they're looking into, we've seen names suggested, um, and I think they're probably in and around the right calibre and level of player. Yeah, Ryan Brewsters and others, uh, fringe players at top uh, Premier League clubs, are ones that kind of fall in Newcastle United's category. We've seen uh, michi Bachuai uh, go to Crystal Palace. He was a fringe player at a top club. I would imagine Newcastle United are looking in that kind of uh, kind of range of player. Um, but I don't expect uh, anything would really happen, probably until later in this window. I say later in this window, it's probably what is it now, it's only three weeks or so to the end of the window. But I think things will probably ramp up in the in the sort of final 10 days with regards to loans. But Newcastle are active in getting players out. We've seen this. It's another bizarre window in that sense, because we've seen uh, just Dillian and Dalian getting players out the door, and players just, <clears> just staying <throat> and, and being out the 25. We've seen callbacks, Sybase and others in that situation. But we've actually seen some quite swift business in getting players out the door, albeit one of them, Lejeune, who there were some suitors for. And surprisingly, it sounds as though there were a lot of suitors for Yoshinori Muto, which wasn't the case at the start of the summer, but just seems to have developed and developed. And, and, and he looks like he's heading off to Spain as well. But I think the other players that are on the list that, that um, will probably want to be out the door are, are just the usual names mostly. It's your, your Ashraf Lazars, your Henri Saives. Um, I would... I, I, wouldn't be surprised if uh, Jacob Murphy went back out wouldn't be surprised if uh, Dan Bolesa went back out um beyond that Christian Atsu's one I've talked to him here a few times there is keen interest from Celtic but um he's on he's not on mega money at Newcastle but he's on decent money uh, decent money for the Scottish Premiership anyway more than decent he'd be one of the top earners it's selling, if not the top earner. And I think that could be one thing that stands in the way of Christy Attu going to Parkhead, but we'll wait and see on that one.
0: James Brown is asking if you've been behind closed doors to watch Newcastle. Have you been to any of the games or have you just been working from home?
1: Just working from home. Effectively, uh, my duty uh, on Newcastle United is to run the kind of blogs that, that I'll be running tonight. Um, obviously, I do press conferences whenever they're available, but no, I just do I do the blog stuff. Um, my colleague, Miles Stafford, been in the game for 20 years covering newcastle so sometimes i have to bow to a little bit of seniority in that sense and and we only get one this is the thing it's it's only one per uh, organization so ourselves the chronicle uh, all the nationals it's one per organization so i'm hoping we might have a little bit of a lottery with miles at some point but um he's he's in hold of the of the seat at st james's park at the moment and i have to just sort of bow to that
0: Question from Carl Roberts, clearly for you here. Um, It says, is it true that you're behind the Mike Ashley Twitter account? Uh, Edward seems to think so. So are you behind it, Liam? No, but
1: I think I know who is. Really <laughs> <do>. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely I'll what, not. The amount of people I've had messaging me over the last week. Uh, is, the Steve past- Wraith, uh, is Steve Wraith that Mike Ashley account? Uh, it, is, it, uh, it might be Stove Roth.
0: Is it him? Stove Rath, that's who it is, oh, yeah, no, Stove no, no, no. Rath. He was a legend, him, like, he was a legend, definitely. So like great, great a... stuff from him. Great stuff yeah. from him. He just he died off too quickly. Like, I think it was the same bloke who did it, like, but uh, I think when you see them, when you see people react to it in different ways, it probably takes it out of the, uh, takes it out of the Mickey take and people, you know, when it, when when you start reacting and having a big crack with them and starting promoting it, it, it has the opposite effect. Yeah, but, I think, uh, I think I
1: hashtag NUFC, it's like, I like think half half the people on there should get different jobs, they're in their own game, they should be in CID. It's incredible, like the the oh, look at the, the semantics of this tweet. Look at look at the way that's been written. And that that's I'm like, I've honestly no idea. I've had people saying to me, Is it you? I'm like, no, no, I've got absolutely no clue. It's entertaining sometimes all the t- all the same, but um no, it's definitely not me. Uh, and it's definitely nobody that I know.
0: Good stuff. That hopefully clears that up. Uh, NUFC News Twenty Four. Good evening. He says, uh, "Did you both see the company's house document of the three point one million bonus paid to the Premier League?" Now, I saw it. I, I, I've got to be honest. Everyone's going, "Wow, is that something to do with the takeover? Is it not something to do with his money paid back from TV, TV money, or is it? I, I don't know. I mean, what accounts did it come from for starters? I, I haven't really looked into it. A, you know, a great deal. Where, where's it from? What is it?"
1: Yeah, I was just sent a one-page document that that without knowing the source is a very difficult um, thing to analyse. So it's not something I've spent a lot of time over. Um, And to be honest, these kind of payments, you've got absolutely no way of finding out what, um, without some kind of forensic financial analysis, which isn't really available. And as you can see, it isn't available on that kind of page to know what this payment was for, why it was paid. um, But obviously, People are speculating, and like I said before, everybody's looking into every single uh, ounce of, of evidence that they can find out there. Um, it's been an incredible pressure, incredible push from the fans to really get to the bottom of this. But like I say, without any kind of uh, financial forensic analysis of the accounts that it was taken from, um, and for much, you need a lot more detail than that to, to analyse it, then it's impossible to really know uh, what it was, to be honest.
0: Yeah, strange, but uh, I'm sure it'll all come out in the wash. A lot of compliments coming in. Stephen Parker says, Liam Kennedy's a true journalist. I've never read a bad article from you, mate. A lot of people really appreci- appreciating your uh, your takeover uh, stuff as well. So uh, that's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Anderson says, uh, is the lawyer's statement they are representing? Mike Ashley for the rejection of the takeover uh, under owners and directors test significant. Would they say this was the reason without seeing proof themselves it was rejected?
1: Really good question, actually. Um, I think, I think a lot of what's been said in the last week. Again, I'll go back to that word semantics. It's all the way it's been said. I don't. Um, we know, uh, despite what Mike actually said in the way that he said it, there has not been an official outright rejection of this bid by the Premier League. They've confirmed that themselves. Um, yes, everybody may doubt the, the, the truthful nature of the Premier League, but that we do believe that is the case. There hasn't been an outright rejection, and that's why it's still continuing to roll on. Um, the way that that was written, it's interesting because you could say there has been a rejection, and and, and I think that's kind of what Mike Ashley must have been getting at. There has been a rejection because there has not been um, a decision and there hasn't been an acceptance of, of the documentation that that has been put back forward to uh, to the Premier League to get this through. So I think I think it's all in the, the way that it's written. But it was certainly like throwing it was like throwing a bomb in last week. Um, it really was. It was it, it was an incredible um, thing, unprecedented. I've never come across uh, anything remotely like this whereby we've got uh, one of the member clubs of the Premier League threatening um, to. Uh, take legal action then pushing that through again um against the, the governing body which is the league it's, it's unbelievable really unprecedented um and I think the, the bit that really stuck for me in Mike Ashley's statement last week was was the naming of uh Richard Masters that was really quite quite um bit naughty from Mike Ashley really because he knows and his lawyers know exactly who makes the decisions in this they know it's not really Richard Masters Richard Masters is the the front man the chief executive the chairman is behind that and the rest of the board make this collectively and I think it was a little bit um it was it wasn't a little bit it was just it was just amazing to see Mike Ashley be very particular with his words in that sense there's been a lot of people picking up on lots of bits of that statement um the owners, the plural the use of plural on numerous occasions in that statement, has been something that, that has thrown more questions than answers. And um, there's lots of it. I think I think almost we need we need double clarification. We need clarification of the clarified statement. We, we need we need to know what really what it meant. But I think in the in the coming weeks, I think we'll really get a sense of uh, what's um, what's ahead because we'll either see this legal um, wrangle sort of ramp up in the in the coming weeks could be the next two weeks to 10 days you would expect things maybe will start to ramp up or i think we'll see um, everybody sort of come together around the table again and just really work out can we can we get a decision out of this is there something we could do from both sides to maybe get something sorted i'm a lot more positive this week than i was last week um last week it it really was like a kick in the guts to me um what what we felt midweek through last week but let's be honest um in the grand scheme of things not a lot has changed a lot has changed behind the scenes a lot's been going on but what has really changed the premier league are yet to still make a decision um and they're still claiming they won't make a decision until everybody's back in the owners and directors test we're not really any further forward or any further back than what we were at the start of last week apart from the fact mike ashley's doing something that he said all the way through and his people have been briefing that he will always do is um push through the thought of legal action and that's what he's doing now. This is this is him starting. This isn't him going new guys. This is him starting to ramp it up. Not just a little bit, pressing a few buttons to get things kick started.
0: Yeah this is basically what we discussed previously with John Woff when we interviewed John you can find that on the uh on the channel um you know John was obviously part of the magpie group you know it's a bit like prevention of trade it's like you know it, it's it's preventing Newcastle from selling the football club Mike Ashley clearly wants to sell the football club he needs to sell it to help his other businesses in in these uh, COVID, you know, COVID times where things aren't, aren't going well in, in the retail industry. Um, he's obviously looking to buy other businesses that probably go out of, uh, uh, you know, go into liquidation or whatever. So, you know, Mike needs the money and he wants this deal because this is probably the last time he'll get such a big offer for Newcastle United. So Mike needs out and he'll do everything he can to get out. So uh, definitely a case of watch this space. Um, hopefully things will progress quickly. Uh, but, um, you know, there's sure to be more bumps in the road and kinks in the road because nothing's ever easy with Newcastle United. Uh, Chris Cossey uh, with ten minutes to go until the team gets announced, asks uh, your views on O'Riogie from uh, Liverpool on loan. Another one that's been mentioned as a possibility. Uh, you know, it's Byron. seems to think that um, Holden as well is that still on? So, quite, you know, just those those two. Um, you know, those two potential. You know, signings. Is there anything in them? Do you think?
1: I, I think I think Holden might still happen. Um, I don't think it's totally out of the equation. Um, the player player was happy to come, it was a deal that was virtually sorted until Miguel Arteta obviously made the decision, which was purely his decision to, to hang on to the player. Now there's a lot of time, I know it's only three weeks, but there's a lot of time, a lot of things can change between now and the end of the window and he well could well become available. West Ham are going to offer five million front just to take them on low. and Then I'd imagine West um, Arsenal will be quite happy to push them there. And we've seen how horrendous they were defensively um, against us at the weekend. So it'd be no shock if they're going in for a player um, who's a decent Premier League performer. Hasn't played a lot of football recently, but is a decent player. And it is an area that Newcastle wanted want to strengthen. Uh, Origi, um, on the other hand, was somebody um, who was very close to the Liverpool first team last season. He's basically the next best option on um, one of their front three is injured. Um, I think Liverpool would definitely have to go Something to be getting, letting a player like that leave. Um, it's at it such short notice in the summer. So I'm not sure he might leave Liverpool, but that's just my guesswork. It's not any information I've been given. But given that Origi was a player that uh, Jurgen Klopp turned to when, say, Firmino wasn't available or Salah or whoever it may, or Mane. Um, I would be surprised if they let the, the next option leave Rhian Brewster could be the one who steps in um, And really takes that bull by the horns But I still imagine they'll probably hang on to uh, Divock hmm
0: Charlie Yates is just asking Do I think the Premier League will fold and not let this takeover reach the courts? I mean, there's a lot of talk about, you know, dirty linen being washed in public A few things that might not want to come out So I suppose it is possible, but I mean, we don't really know, do we?
1: No, no, it's, it's impossible to say. And, and with these things, they, they can drag out. Um, and that's, that's the thing that nobody really wants to happen because you've got a consortium who really thought that their feet would be under the table in May, um, if not before that, the end of, end of April. Really wanted to make an impact. And I imagine they, they would have thought they would have had a lot of uh, plans, implemented things in place now already um, into this new season. It's probably been very, very frustrating in that sense for them. Um, and for Mike Ashley, he'd already he'd already imagined this money being ploughed into half of the high street. Um, so there's there's a lot of frustrated people around this deal, and the longer and longer it drags out, and um, people are only going to get more and more frustrated and angry. And I think we're seeing a little bit of that from Mike Ashley in the last week or so.
0: Yeah, big shout-out to Q-Tech, uh, who make pool tables and snooker tables uh, from Wall's End. They're sponsoring us uh, this month, so big shout-out to them. Michael Hurst says, uh, Hi, Steve and Liam. Question for Liam. What player has been your best to interview?
1: Yeah, I've said, I've said it on here before. before. Um, I really do quite enjoy... The first, the first person I interviewed um, at Newcastle United was, um, apart from Rafa Benitez, was the captain, Jamal Lascelles, and I quite liked... Um, I quite like the way he speaks. He's honest, uh, fronts up, um, quite clear, quite precise. I quite, I just like, I like his manner, um, and I can see why. Obviously, he's, he's limited in the sense as a player. Um, he's not, he's not, he's not a top Premier League player. He's probably just a middle, if that, Premier League player. But you, you do get a little bit of a sense that he's a, a really steady uh, leader, um, and you can imagine that's the way he is in the dressing room. He's quite an imposing figure physically. Yeah. And I I think I quite I quite like that about him, and I would always um, put him in my back four or back five or whatever it may be, simply because although he might he was I thought he was I don't think he was great at the weekend against West Ham. I thought he got beaten in the air at will, um, and I think his positioning at times isn't great. He's not great on the turn. He's got real limitations, but I think as a leader, I think he's brilliant. I think there was times last season whenever he got injured. I think it was around Christmas time, maybe his New Year. There's a lot of fans online saying, "Oh, well, it's fine. Um, we'll bring our best defenders in. We'll bring Lejeune in. We'll bring uh, Shaw or whatever in his place." And Newcastle weren't the same. Uh, they weren't the same without having LaCelle's in that back three or back four. I think he's that key a player for Newcastle, and 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 you can you get that sense from him when you speak to him that he that he ha- does have those real leadership qualities, which which can be quite rare. Even even he's not the oldest of players, it's, it, and you can see why a manager of the caliber Rafa Benitez really. Um, really stuck his hat on top of uh, Jamal Lascelles because he had those qualities and he could probably see that quite early.
0: Yep, I agree. Um a couple of minutes of time we'll have the team so we will announce it. Tom's asking what my thoughts are on Luke Edwards. We've covered it a lot Tom. Um you know I, I blocked him weeks ago and uh you know I just you know I had all I had was a, a discussion with him and it got got heated on his half not on my half and uh, I just simply told him what my opinion was. He he, he didn't believe the takeover was going to go through. I believed the takeover was going to go through. It was simple as that but then he started saying that um you know I was lining myself up for a job etc and you know, that's it. It you know didn't get to like a slanging match, but unfortunately now he thinks that I'm you know behind this account, and it's just it is getting worse. You know what I mean? And I I, I don't like the fact that he continues to go on about me when it's got nothing to do with me. You know? But he's look I, I've got you know I've got Luke's number. I might just ring him up and just try and get this like, nipped in the bud because he clearly thinks I'm behind whatever's going on, and I'm clearly not. Um, You know, I'm not that kind of person. So just let's crack on and, you know, let's, you know, you know, from my point of view, what I would suggest to people is just if you don't like what Luke says, do what I did. Just block him. You know what I mean? It's as simple as that. I did the same with Miguel Delaney right at the start of this whole damn bloody takeover situation where he was ranting on about Saudis and people being beheaded and Kazuki and, and, and all of that. And I didn't really um, you know, have any knowledge of that. I'm a Newcastle fan. All I'm interested in is Newcastle United and that's it. I've, I've got no interest in what's going on in Saudi Arabia. I just want PCP, the Rubens, and PIF to buy our football club off Mike Ashley. It's as simple as that. Um, what journalists think, really, is, is completely up to them. And, and, you know, they have a story to write. They have a job to do. Um, I'm just a, I'm a fan, like everybody watching this show. And, yeah, yeah, I might be slightly more high profile than some other fans, only because I go out and do stuff like talk on the radio, talk on Sky, talk on, you know, talk sport, whatever. Um, and because I used to do the fans you know because I've done this but it's because you know I've got an opinion and you know, I, I put it out there and now with YouTube and the channel and, and lots of good mates like Liam and, and Steve Hasty, Neil Mitchell and the, the rest of the people we've brought to the shows, it's nice to be able to have this platform to come out and at least put things straight if something like this blows up, you know. So I would advise people not to uh, not to hammer Luke, you know what I mean? I've seen everything everyone hammering, just you know, let's just move on. You know, life's too short. And um, you know, I just think let's 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 drop the let's drop the Luke Edwards thing now if people can and just let's just move on. You know, it's probably the best thing to do And I'm sure you agree, Liam
1: I do, yeah, Steve I was watching you there When you were talking about money, Mike Actually, I was I was doing a Believe in Bruce I was seeing no. if there any, <laughs> uh, any <laughs> little trigger <laughs>
0: Fantastic, mate. Fantastic. Uh, Lots of people saying this will run longer than Coronation Street. I said it'll run longer than COVID. I certainly think it will. It it just seems to be dragging on. It's uh, it's absolutely crazy, isn't it? At this current moment, yes, I know. Do you think Newcastle will get this takeover considering the legal action? I think yes now. Um, I had that little wobble last week where I know Liam had a little wobble as well. Um, I'm a lot more confident now that Mike Ashley's come out and showed his hand um I, I believe this will at some point go through don't ask us when because i don't know the answer it was a big
1: wobble for me it was yours was a little wobble you were all right a couple of days later all the way through the weekend i, I sat and stewed on this took a couple of days away apart from the the game itself just to really mull over everything and it did eventually come to that conclusion um around sunday that really what has changed we know all the things that have been going on in the background um, they've been publicised elsewhere. We've, we've written about them. We've talked about them. So we knew all that was going on. It, it, it's kind of, it's all come out now. We've, we've seen a lot of detail where everyone was hoping it would all stay quiet and all this would would eventually just blow up when, when we had a decision either way. Um, Mike Ashley lit that touch paper. Was it him? Was it Richard Masters who lit that touch paper um, speaking um, with Dan Rowan on the afternoon before Mike Ashley's uh, blast? I don't know. Um, but I'm kind of I'm round with the decision now that, that that I believe this takeover is now more live than it was throughout the month of July. I, I genuinely believe this is this is alive and kicking. Things are happening. There is a willing um, among all three of the the buyers um, to get something done. There is a willingness from a massive fan base to get this deal done. There is a willingness from Mike Ashley to get this deal done. There's a willingness from um, the government, there's a willingness from Saudi Arabia. There's a, there's, there's even um, been noises from FIFA and UEFA saying they're more than happy for this deal to go through. They're not worried about fresh uh, Saudi money coming into flooding into the Premier League and flooding into their competitions in the UEFA or in, uh, the Champions League or the Europa League, or whatever it may be. Every single person, there's MPs, there's fans, there's Twitter, everything. Everybody wants this deal to go through, but the Premier League and now. What I would say about that is a lot of fans have speculated um, in recent times with regards, um, are the Premier League scared? Are they running scared? That kind of thing. And they may well be a little bit, um, but they're not acting like it. They're certainly not acting like an organisation who are actually scared of what, what they're um, what Newcastle United or what Mike Ashley or what the consortium have got. So I do take confidence um, from the position that we find ourselves in. And I do genuinely believe um, as has been the case previously sorry Steve, I know you want to announce this team uh, as, as recently yeah. I think I think Amanda Stavey or PCP uh, Murdad, Heduce, um, PIF even uh, the Rubens. Nobody's come out and said it's dead. So it's not dead is it? It's not dead. And that's, that's what I genuinely take confidence from.
0: Yeah, me too. Man. I genuinely, uh, I, gen- I genuinely feel that as well. You know. Um, okay, starting up Gillespie in goal, Manquillo uh, right back after his superb performance at the weekend. Kraft, yes, I would believe he is centre half. Uh, Clark, good to see him back. Yedlin in there as well. Baleza, Sean Longstaff, Fraser, obviously debut for him tonight. Almirón, Richie, and Big Joe Linton. So. Uh, I'll take- you go off and, and, and write a little bit. Um,
1: it's it's got a couple more changes than um I actually expected to be honest. I thought um they've got the squad to do it, they've shown that it's not it's not the worst team they've ever put out. To be honest, it's it's if you look at that um the final third of the team, it's it's an it's still an improvement on um on last season's front line when you're adding Ryan Fraser in there. So um, yeah, I think it's decent. I think the, the back the back line. It's a little bit patched together. Craft is in the centre-half. Uh, Clark's never played since March, is it? Um, Yedlin's certainly on the left-back. Uh, if that's where he plays, it could easy be the other way around. It could be mankeo switched across the left because um, he's not my favourite player. But you know what? He's got certain talents about him and he can actually play both sides and do a decent enough job uh, on both sides. It's easy to see why he got he, he, um, he was kept in, in around the squad. Um, Yedlin, this could be his last game for Newcastle United. Um He's a player who's out of contract next summer. He's a player who's expressed um, privately um, a want to potentially leave the club. Um, and I think this could turn out to be his final game um, with the final three weeks of the transfer window. It's nice to see um, that's a young, youthful central midfield um, for Newcastle there with Barlazer and, and Longstaff. Um, know each other, play, play together a lot um, in the youth teams, um, in the reserves, and um, both both good performers. I like Dan Barlazer, I really do. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm Looking forward to see him get an opportunity in this team because he's he can really find a pass. He's, he's a quality performer. He's come late in the game, uh, in the sense that he's taken that little bit longer to develop. But I know people like Rafa Benitez were a big fan. And when you see um, managers of that calibre, um happy to say that these players have got potential a decent future in the game, then then that's all you need really. And I think it's it's not a bad team. Will it win tonight? I don't know. You can never you can never really tell by these games, can you? Um it's 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 a pick. i really. I could easily see Blackburns scraping a win against Newcastle. But that team, to me, look at that front line. Um, you've got Fraser, who's come in, who's never played a game since March. He'll desperately get a good a good hour under his belt. Uh, Almiron dropped for the first game. Was it was an automatic pick last season? He'll have a point to prove. Matt Ritchie, all the talk about leaving this summer. He wanted to go at one point. Now he wants to stay. He'll have a little bit of a, a bit between his teeth if he doesn't already. He always does when he, he pulls a black-white shirt on. And Joe Linton. Joe Linton's the big one. Are we going to see Joe Linton of last season or are we going to see some fresh, new Brazilian centre-forward? I want him to prove me wrong from last season. There will be nothing make me happier than eat my words and say he won't make it at this football club. I really want him to. Honestly, I'm willing him to go out and just go bag a hat wreck the night. Go and make the manager make a decision and make him say, well, actually, I might play up front with Wilson in the next game. Go and do it. Um, This is a perfect opportunity. He's playing against lower league opposition. He played in the FA Cup against lower league opposition and bagged a couple of goals uh, last season. So let's go and see you do it again. You've got a massive point to prove, massive, because you've proven nowhere near good enough to wear the number nine shirt, nowhere near good enough to wear a black-white shirt, and certainly nowhere near good enough to be a club record signing at 40 million. Um, if you'd signed Joe Linton, the Joe Linton of last season, if you'd signed him for 10, you'd think you'd wasted your money. So I, I would love to see him go out there and really prove a lot of people wrong. Um, I don't want to see any players fail in Black and White yeah, I'm not saying he, he puts effort in he, and he was improved towards the back in last season, but the quality just wasn't there. Hopefully he's adapted to the English game and hopefully he's coming into this new season with some confidence and a little bit a little bit of something um, dug out from somewhere to just say, you know what, I'm gonna shut all these lot up. I'm gonna I'm gonna really prove myself in this division. Fingers crossed he does.
0: There's uh, the Blackburn team as well. I know you've just got to go off and, and quickly write something, mate. So if you want to go and do that now, and I'll just get through some of these comments and uh, mm-hmm. let, let you catch up. Liam will be back in a couple of minutes. He's just got to go and put something up on the uh, the Shields Gazette uh, website. So just bear with us and I'll get through your comments. The Rovers team, um, not many names that I've heard of. I've got to be perfectly honest. Kaminsky, Niambé, Lenahan, Williams, Bell, Travis, Rothwell, Holtby, uh, Brereton, Dolan, JRC, some star players. In there, so yeah, there's not really, uh, not really anyone you would imagine that you're going to be too, uh, too worried about. And um, y- you know, from Newcastle's perspective, this is a great opportunity to progress in this cup competition. Newcastle subs tonight are Darlow, Lascelles, Hayden. Hendrick, Murphy, Atsu, and St. Maximin. Atsu, of course, uh, Newcastle looking to get rid of him. Uh, so you would have thought he would play some part tonight. Wilson, Shelby, and Fernandez are at the match. They're at St. James's Park tonight. They're actually in doing extra training, according to Lee Ryder on the Chronicles uh, Twitter. Uh, page uh he says they're not in the squad but it looks like they're doing a very intense session to keep ticking over so uh that's positive uh you know and and from from my perspective having those you know having those players just in and around you know, when, when they're not playing is is, is, is good. It's, it's, it's how you keep a, a team, you know, a, a team together I suppose, you know, it's uh, it's it's good to see. Um, Marky Mark Rowley says uh, Premier League could be knee-deep in owner and director's tests with more takeovers if reports are correct. Yeah, that is the big worry for the Premier League. If the dirty dirty laundry gets washed and certain things come out, then future takeovers could be an absolute nightmare and we haven't mentioned it on the show tonight, but obviously Bill Bush walking away was a was significant thing which happened again with the takeover this week So, so that will be interesting Paul Shanks just commenting on what Liam said about Joe Linton basically saying Joe Linton will never keep up with Almiron and Fraser interesting to see what Joe Linton does like I said last week, last Friday I'm giving him a clean slate um, although uh, the reaction of us all when we did match day live last on Saturday when Joe Linton came on was was a picture a lot of people commented about that um you know but uh, we are doing match day live again today um, as' I've, as I've already said that's not very nice George Joe Linton couldn't control a dead pigeon you see last season I would have agreed with you there um but yeah we are doing match day live um, which again is something we'll do it's something which we'll try and do uh, each each game. You know, up until you know, up until things get back to normal. So tonight, uh, five past seven, I'll be back online. Um, I'm not sure who's joining us. That is always the beauty. Nathan is joining us. I know that much. Nathan, who uh, who was on on Saturday, but um, there's a few of the other lads joining us at some point. I know Liam says he's going to dip in and out, half time and at full time, but. Uh, you know by all means stay with us we, we've actually paid the 10 pound the extortionate 10 pound of the carabao to actually watch the game and uh, we will be giving us uh, given our own unique commentary uh, about about the game uh, bill uh, bill burnett says uh, liam no chance mate joe linton is useless um uh, I see no Jedi here, it says first game of the season, give the bloke a chance. Yeah, I, that's that was my philosophy with Joe Linton. As I say, everybody knows, very critical of him last year. But um, yeah, I'm, I am going to give him a chance. Uh, Jason Carter, couldn't get online for last weekend's show after the game, but well impressed. Hendrik was a breath of fresh, breath of fresh air. Yes, he was, and uh, he won our man of the match uh, vote amongst everybody who was watching the game. Hendrik came out. I thought Lewis was man of the match, um, but uh, yeah, Hendrik was uh, was very good as well. What a good, what a good debut! John O says, I wonder how Dickie Masters sleeps at night these days. He must be shaking in his sheets. Yeah, he'll have had a few uncomfortable nights. And of course, if you didn't catch the uh, the interview I did with um, uh, Believe in Bruce, it's well worth watching. Again, it's on our uh, videos. Um, I, I did the body language of Mike Ashley and Amanda Stavely, which I found very interesting. But if you go on to Believe in Bruce's channel, he actually analyzes Richard Masters in his last interview and uh, makes very interesting viewing. So get yourself onto his YouTube channel. It's only 20 minutes. Well worth well worth a watch. Uh for Vendetta says, didn't Southampton overturn an owners and directors test? They did. Yes. And uh, you know, that's something which Newcastle will be, you know, looking at quite closely. the, the fact that there's been a uh, you know, a, a previous case of an overturn is is something which which is important. But there's a lot of a lot of things which which will come out, I'm sure, over the course of the next couple of months. And and fingers crossed, we you know we get the result that that we want, which is new owners. Barry Hogan, and he did so well when he came on at West Ham. Did he even touch the ball? He did touch the ball, Barry. He got the ball. He went down on the left hand side with it. He got. He did get it. Watch, watch the watch the match back. Um, the commentary that we give. Um, yeah, definitely touched the ball at least once. Uh, Well said Steve says Michael Look I'm a man of my word if I say I'm going to Give somebody a chance I will Um, I see no Jedi here says for me Carroll was my Man of the match good solid graft I'm not going to Argue Uh, Andy Carroll again somebody Who I criticised massively last season Because I do believe he was a publicity stunt Um, If we'll get that Andy Carroll Playing week in week out Newcastle United Will not struggle Uh, James Asking if there's any streams for the game no chance I'm paying a tenner just stick with us you'll have A laugh listening to our uh, You know our crack on here just uh, come back on a five by seven and uh we'll entertain you mate just uh but streams i think you'll struggle um this thing that we've actually paid a tenner for by the way when you read into it is only one camera in the stand so we're not even getting bells and whistles here we're literally just getting one camera in the stand which is like following the game from left to right it's it's gonna be like watching a sundling game uh troll says masters is too arrogant to be shaken yeah you're not wrong um life goal steve one day may i join you Come on tonight mate, if you're doing nothing Come and do the live show tonight um, As I say, we've got no idea who we've got on tonight But if you're up for it, I can send you the code uh, The best thing to do is Send us a message on Twitter um, I'll send you the code and you can come on Not a problem, come on tonight, it'll be a laugh and say, Any- Anyone's welcome Barry Hogan, but Steve, you must stop touching your nose It means the takeover's going through at 3.34 on Sunday <laughs> I like it Are you finished Liam? Are you done? I'm back. Yep. I'm back and I'm done hey, that was great you were you, you weren't even away but you're back it's uh it's <laughs> okay um craig Elrington liam is it only the Saudi deal that Ashley wants if it does fall through will he just keep the club or will he look for another buyer and that was perfect timing with that question Craig Liam
1: uh yeah of course he's I think I think it's difficult to say whether he's ever really taken the club off the market from about two thousand and eight when you look back um he's always been um wanting to sell the football club um we had this debate last week is he a willing seller there's always been a big doubt he's a definite willing seller now um and he wants this deal this is the only deal in the time that he's been uh put the club up for sale that, that somebody's met his asking price uh somebody's um put the money down everything's been agreed the whole every part of this deal is agreed i took some stick on here for saying it was 99.9 percent done but in terms of the deal itself, it is. It's just awaiting a, re, a regulatory approval, really. So Mike Ashley doesn't want to turn to anybody else because he's never been this far down the road with anybody. He's never been even close. So obviously he wants this deal and he's pushing for this deal. But if he can't get this deal, um, I don't imagine he's going to sit there and say, right, well, I'm packing up and I'm not selling again. He, he will accept offers for the football club. Uh, will it be for the same price? I don't think it'll be for a reduced price, put it that way um even though um the value of football clubs is so um up in the air at the moment and because of various tv deals rebates um the future of the game fans not being in revenue streams or being limited in some way shape or form um i think i think um i'm not sure he would accept less i think he's, he's he wants this amount of money because the big fear for him would be that because of all that uncertainty, would anybody ever come in and put 300 million down for a football club of Newcastle United size again? Um, it's got to be a massive thing playing in his mind. Um, and I, this is why I've always thought, I've always wondered has he got the appetite to really push for this deal? And and it, it, it sounded behind the scenes that it was. And now I think in the last seven days, he's made it really public. He's gone right front and centre and said, right, well, I am. I'm going to fight you for this because you've gone wrong. Um, and And... He's been he's been shared in on a, on a lot of the the, the documents, the to and froing, um, and he himself and his lawyers, having pored over everything, genuinely believe that that this takeover should go through. They don't see that don't see the problems that the Premier League seem to be presenting uh, via their lawyers. But like I say, the Premier League must feel they're in a very very strong position um, at the moment to really have the stance that they're taking because if you were an organisation who was really really scared of what might come out initially, um, and you didn't think that people would walk away from this deal and forget about it, you would just say, right, come on, usher it through. Let's just do this behind the scenes quietly. Let's get it through um, and, and deal with the problems that came with it. They don't seem like an organisation who are scared. And, and the little bits of information that I've had over the last, um, since the end of July, since the pullout, was that the Premier League feel they are desperate for this to be uncorked because they really want to have their say on what, um, what really has gone on. But well, you know what? Let's do it. I'm really interested to hear what you've got to say. And if it turns out that you've got a valid case, then then tell everybody and let's all hear about it. um But you have to sort of uh, judge that with with the confidence that we've been hearing from the buyers as well that that they genuinely feel that. And Mike Ashley has stood alongside them, shoulder to shoulder, and said, "Yeah, you've put together everything. You've answered all their questions, and I'm going to fight for you. And I'm going to fight." This isn't this is another thing that's come out the last few days. This isn't Mike Ashley fighting for any castle United. Mm-hmm. Let's not pretend that we're all going to stand shoulder to shoulder and fight with Mike. Actually, it's not that. He's fighting for uh, his best interests. I think one reporter this week put it as his best interests are the sale of this football club for three hundred million. That's his best interests. He wants the money. He doesn't necessarily want Newcastle United to be sold to um, money bags Saudi Arabia um, and P C P who really get it and they've proven that they really get Newcastle United and Newcastle United fans. I don't really think he's bad about that. I think he wants his money in the bank and that's what he's fighting for. And Let's not try and lose... Obviously, we're all for him and we're all fighting uh, backing him what he's doing, but let's not lose sight of the fact that I don't think he's fighting for me and you. I think he's fighting for him.
0: Yeah, yeah. Alan Hoon, thank you for for joining us from Singapore. Been a Newcastle fan since the Andy Cole times. Looking forward to the PIF takeover and some exciting signings going forward. I did see somebody asking about how you become a member. Just go... To the top of the page you'll see member uh, just click join um, it's only 199 it's a donation really to the channel from from our perspective um, you know that's that's great for us and, and so many of you have have already done that which is which is great it just helps us pay for things like stream yard it's uh, you know it's over it's over a, over a 250 quid I think for the uh for the annual membership and stuff like that. You know, see we're doing it all for free. So from our perspective, if you can chuck a little bit back in, that's really nice of you. And thanks thanks to those of you who've already done that. And of course, thanks to our sponsors as well. Always give them a, a bit of a name check. QTech, of course, have been our first ones to come on board. Jab. From the beginning, of course, and uh, Cross Paths who uh, supply me with uh, some leisure wear as well. So big, big thanks to all our sponsors. Uh, means means a lot. Uh, but thanks, Alan. I hope you're enjoying it, and hope you can join us for the match in about 15 minutes' time. Um, Fungo Freddy saying only one camera, one stream, one channel for the match tonight, chaps. Ten pound of you. Who's the Pirates here? Um, predictions. A lot of people having the having to say Almir on two goals tonight. Get it on, lads. Um, what you know, what do you see coming out of this game now that you've seen the lineup, up, Liam? It's it's you know, it's not a it's not a strong lineup. Um, you know, from from our perspective, you look at it and go, you know, Joe Linton didn't do well last season, but all hoping that he can do well this season and maybe, you know, some of the some of the good fortune, you know, the, the good player, the good fortune, and the good players, um, you know, that that we've brought in. Um, rub off on him you know and there'll be a feel good factor you've got players on the pitch today who aren't involved who are doing an extra training session little things like that you know Newcastle win again tonight it's winning breeds that mentality you know what I mean and uh, you know hopefully it's it's just the confidence that that, that you need so you know starting with a clean slate you're looking at it and thinking you know we've got got people there who can create goals tonight so what what are you expecting? What
1: am I expecting? Um if you, if you just look back on the, the Cup ties from last season, they were all pretty much a real struggle. <laughs> um, and, and I could easily see it being one one again tonight. Um, given this is Newcastle's second team, it certainly has a stronger look um, than second team's Newcastle team that you've put out in the Cup before. Um, given that, like I say, uh, three parts of that front four, as you would expect it to be, were the first choice um, of last season. Uh, so so there is strength in that department i'm a big fan i've said on here before big fan of kieran Clark. um i think he's a proper no nonsense defender he's a proper centre half in a back four um so i've got confidence in the likes of him um beyond that the midfield's got a lot to, a lot to do um two talented footballers um with a real point to prove and I, if you're going to ask us for a score prediction tonight a 2-1 a 2-1 newcastle win um, mm-hmm. that's would, what I've took yeah, I would still hope that Newcastle would progress because um, mm-hmm. there's enough quality in that team enough people with a point to prove enough people whose nose might be out of joint that they're not in the first team I count, yep. Matt, geez, I count Al Maron's, I count Joe Linton's in that category um, enough players uh, who, who have got experience, Ryan Fraser's uh, Kieran Clark's um, and others, uh, Manquillo. Um, they've got plenty of Premier League experience. DeAndre Yedlin. Mm-hmm. I would expect Newcastle probably probably have enough tonight. Um,
0: that's my view on it. Yeah, two one. I'm going for as well. We've got a lot of questions coming in, so we'll try and get through these quickly because we've only got ten minutes left. Martin Bailey's asking: Is there anything in the Musa Marega from Porto being our other striker target, Liam? Nothing I'd heard. Okay, life goal says, do you have any insight into the wage situation with the new players? Did Fraser Hendrick and Wilson smash the old ceiling? Is 100k a week the new normal?
1: Look, I've not seen his, I've not seen his contract, but he was on 100k ish at Bournemouth. I don't imagine he he did drop when they got relegated, um, but I don't imagine he's come here for much less, if any less, is what I would say. And if he is, which again I haven't seen his contract, if he is on that, that would smash his wage structure. yet. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, Who is the captain tonight? I'm just going down the team sheet. Lee Ryder is always pretty useful. Like he always puts these kind of things on. Matt Ritchie. Matt Ritchie's the captain, it's uh, it's on the team sheet He always puts the official team sheet on So there we go uh, 300 million for the club is all Mike Ashley's after If on the way to selling he gains a few fans along the way Then bonus, win-win for him No illusions of standing shoulder to shoulder next to Mike Yeah, and I mean, I did, I've done that in the past Gary Nixon, thanks for taking out a membership, mate Thank you very much Um, Bert, uh, David Burton as well, I know he mentioned earlier on about... um. Uh, Bill Bush, did he resign or did he just move sideways? I think yes. I think you're right. I think he moved sideways, and and people are saying that he was supportive of the takeover. My information was that he wasn't as supportive as people may think. So I think it was a good thing. Uh, whether he's moved sideways, he's certainly not in the same job. That can only be a positive moving forward. Another another little positive. Chris, uh, who will possibly be joining us uh, after seven o'clock. Liam, any, uh, any matching Jason Burton report The consortium had a meeting with the Premier League, but no resolution was reached leading to Ashley's statement? Anything in that? Look,
1: Jason Burt's a, a fantastic national journalist, and I'll be honest—he's been absolutely on the ball throughout this. It's not something that had been revealed to me, but it does uh, go a long way to explaining um, the outburst, the sudden, um, out of nowhere statement uh, that was unexpected. Nobody expected it to come, not even the buyers, uh, up until quite late in the day. Um, so, yeah, that would go a long way to explaining because a lot of the, the um, a lot of the documents, a lot of the, the, the pushback. From the Premier League Has been coming back Through Mike Ashley's lawyers So it's no wonder That he's been Getting fed back information um, And has been getting Quite frustrated With some of that um, So I think it all it's all Added up in, in, in the process
0: Yeah okay um, What did you think Of the first day in court For the PSG onus as John I'll uh, keep that short I wasn't in court So I'm not going to Comment on that <laughs> Love it. David Little, how is West Ham worth 350 million? And we're talking about Ashley Maybin have been having to asked for less in the future. They don't even own their own stadium. Or they don't even have their own stadium, sorry.
1: Um, yeah, it's London, isn't it? Um they're the fourth biggest club in London. Everyone goes on at West Ham some kind of massive club, they're really not, uh, not in my eyes anyway. Um and I think um yeah, I think I think it's London. Um we can't hide away from the fact um that it is a massive pull for foreign footballers in particular, not necessarily ones from this country. Um, and that just adds value. It's it's where uh, foreign investors would prefer to buy football clubs. Um, West Ham it's 350 million, I know for a fact, they were asking up only 12 months ago, were asking a lot more than, uh, 350 million for that football club so they've definitely come down somewhat um, and I think that's probably been reflected in the fan mood the the general bad feeling around the football club and um, the moves recently they've made this summer and um, there's just a really bad smell about West Ham I would say and unless they do get new owners and if they continue in the manner that they have and um, with the manager that they have and the squad that they have they've got a real soft underbelly West Ham and I can easily see them getting relegated this season
0: yeah, me too. Uh, Chris Hall says, hi, Stephen. Great show as always. Can't wait to see Dom, Dan Barlaza uh, start. Carl Foreman, thanks for taking the membership out, mate. Much appreciated. Uh, Jason Carter, sorry if it's already been discussed. I'm miles behind on news. Any rumours on more players coming in? Is there anything definite do you think on the cards? I mean, a lot of people mentioning Troy Deeney, Nathan especially, he will be joining us in 10 minutes for uh, the match Matchday Live. Uh, you know, it's one of those players you'd love to see come in. Um, any 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 nailed on ones, do you think?
1: Yeah, um, I don't know anything about Troy Deeney, but what I would say uh, I would just, is that he's another player who's on um, big wages. Um, he's on hundred grand a week, reportedly, at Watford. Do you really think Newcastle United would shell out after what they've done already this summer? I think someone like a Troy Deeney as a second uh, option would probably be a step, if not 10 steps, too far, um, I suspect. As I mentioned earlier, there'll be loan deals that Newcastle United look at, unless we see any major movement on the takeover front.
0: Mm-hmm. I'd like Dean Ian. I've got to be honest. I think it would be, again, you know, I know he's not a long term signing, but, uh, you know, I just think it would, it just gives you a different angle. But I'd love them to bring another centre forward in, a goal scorer, and it would, it's definite. Barry Pearson, thanks, mate. Thanks for joining. Uh, Jonathan Young comes up with a great solution uh, regarding the £10 to watch the game. Invite five mates around, £1.67 each. Bargain. I've got to find I've got to find five mates That's the problem Like it's uh, It's not easy either When you've got two kids In the house Who are both girls And uh, both Demanding your attention And uh, they'd be in and out It'd just be an absolute nightmare But yeah Good idea Good idea. If uh, you know, if, if that's what you want to do, do it. Um, yeah. So we're coming to the end. I know Liam's got to get off and, and uh, start prepping for the uh, prepping for the game. But um, I'm, I'll send you the other link, Liam. It'd be good to get you on at half time and uh, at full time just to give us your your uh, your, your round up. So I'll send you the link, and it would be uh, would be good would be good to get you on mate. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'll, de- I'll definitely come on. I'll do a little bit. I'll do a little five minutes half time, and and
0: then um, probably give me maybe's.
1: How long are you on after the game? To, to just just five,
0: ten minutes, yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it might go to penalties because it has yeah. to be finished tonight, so we'll, we'll wait and see. Uh, last question for you Who's shelling out the money for the transfers? Uh,
1: Newcastle
0: United. Yeah, <laughs> 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 you see, you, you should be a politician, not a bloody journalist. <laughs> <laughs> Ross Alexander, thanks for joining me, uh, another YouTube member. I'm going to have a quick 10 minute break. Uh, get me a cup, i uh, get me a pint of water, and uh, we'll be back with. Um, match Day Live, which uh, it was me, Chris, Nathan, and uh, Adam certainly are, are going to be on. Liam's going to be dipping it now. Match Day Live versus Blackburn in the Cup. Uh, join me back in 10 minutes' time on the channel. Liam, I'll see you later, mate. Take care. Thanks yes, for coming. You're on. Off time. Hopefully, we'll Cheers, be sure for you part then. Fingers crossed. Cheers, mate. Bye bye.